Welcome everyone to the Fresh Off the Screen podcast. This is your bi-weekly podcast where two siblings get together to talk about all things relating to film, television, sometimes music, and a sprinkle of video games. If you want to support the show, please follow, subscribe, comment, rate, and all that social media mumbo jumbo. We also have our social media channels in the description below. I'm one of your co-hosts, Amanda Mann, also known as Aman. And on the other end, we have the fourth Hemsworth sibling, Harvey. What's up, Harvey? <laughs> that would be good, though. That would be <laughs> good. Technically, I'll be the fifth one then, I guess, you know. Oh, that's true. Exactly. <laughs> well, well that's you a know, they need a girl amongst them anyways. Do, do they not have a sister? That's a good question. I don't know. I don't think so. Because I feel like it's, a, it's like one of those situations where three other brothers or two other brothers are really popular. There's one brother that we kind of know about. And then the other sibling is like, don't talk about me. You know, I'm, I'm out. No, they're, both, they're all acting. They're all acting. Well, the third brother is like not really that successful. He was right? in, was he in Westworld? I actually don't know. I don't think so. I'm, I'm not sure. I think he was. He was in one of those big shows or whatever. Um, um, I can't remember. But he he's generally like a popular actor apparently here. Oh, okay. So, I, don't yeah. know. I mean, that makes sense. So maybe he's like coming like Chris, more of the local type stuff. Chris, Liam, and the eldest one. What's his name? Paul? No. Adam? No. See, this is the problem. Luke. I mean, see, that's Luke. It. I mean is Luke. it Luke? Yes. I'm going to like look. Yeah, Luke Hemsworth. Say Oh, like the, Luke Hemsworth, like looks, he looks like basically the same as Chris Hemsworth. Like they look like twins. Yeah, but I think he's shorter. Oh, okay. But like, yeah, no, face wise, yeah, like he looks so much like Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh, and he's in the, he's in uh, the new Thor that's coming out. And yeah, oh. he's in Westworld. No, but in, he was in the, in, he was in Thor Ragnarok as well. He was one of those actors who doing the play when uh, Thor comes back. Oh, I do know who he is. I've seen him in Westworld because I've seen the first season. Ah, so now that now, okay, so I mean, that's uh, that's great. But I feel like you know when you see his when he sees like his younger brothers who are like in like like blockbuster <laughs> movies, and then he's like this guy in Westworld, and I'm like, oh yeah, that guy. <laughs> well, you know, I still remember the whole you know the whole spiel they did in uh, a good the good place. Uh, where Tahani was talking about dating the fourth Hemsworth brother. Yeah. <laughs> and they actually got an Australian actor to portray him. Like, it was hilarious. Yeah, I feel like that was... I know what you're talking about. It was a, it was a, he's a very famous Australian actor, right? Because I see yeah. him in other stuff too. Yeah, I, I saw him in another show that, uh, the other day um, that I was going to watch we'll talk about today. Um, but yeah, the, the Moth Effect. The Moth Effect. I, I, the Moth I, oh, I know. Yeah, I, I feel like I've seen the trailer for that actually. Yeah, like it. It looks really weird and crazy, but watching it, it just feels so Australian in such a weird way. <laughs> like, well, you're Australian. Comedy, I feel like you should be. You should be enjoying this. You know, and, and I did. Like the comedy is so Australian. I was surprised at how funny it was because it's, it's literally going from one stretch to another stretch. <laughs> Uh, like it's just it's 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 hilarious. It's got a few well-known people, um, and I think one of the writers is Mark Humphreys, who's really popular um, here. Uh, but okay. it's got uh, it's got Miranda Otto, and uh, oh, see, this is what I should look up it, before these. Is things. this a bunch of Australian people that we have no idea about? You know who Miranda Otto is. She was I'm in sure. the Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm like, that's the thing. Like, I feel like if you put a face to it, it's like, yeah, I'll fake. Oh, yeah, I see. I just brought it up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was in uh, Lord of the Rings. She was. Uh, the one that's like, I'm no, like, I'm no man. And she kills. Her, yeah, uh, that's yeah. the person. Yeah. And then the other person I'm thinking of, and I just need to find his name, is he was in, um, he was in Iron Fist. Oh, uh, the not the main guy, right? Because the dad. I mean, I guess- the dad. The, oh the yeah, uh, Boromir or uh, Eom- no, Eomir. Faramir. Faramir, yeah, <laughs> it's one of the mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to find. Uh, oh my gosh, like my brain. I, I think his name starts with David. Uh David Wenham. Thank you. There you go. Yeah. So see, it's a, it's a it's a Lord of the Rings, you know, reunion. He looks he looks exactly like Simon Baker, who's another Australian guy. Oh, that's true. I never thought about that. 
Who I know what happened to Simon Baker. I used to love that guy. Like he was in The Mentalist. He was like riding he high was, and they just disappeared. He does do some things around Australia, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, so he's just like not in Hollywood anymore? Yeah, I mean, last I heard it was more about the gossip stuff because I think he was going through a divorce or something. Oh, I mean, it, it says he got separated in 2020. I love that we're just kind of like stalking these people and just kind of <laughs> just kind of looking into all this. But whatever, this this celebrity, this is what you do, I guess. No, right? this whole... no but what I'm saying, but but the point is that that's the last we heard of him. It's not stalking. Yeah, just trying to figure out what happened to him. Well, the thing is, The Mentalist was like such a like one of my favorite shows. Yeah. So like, and I like fell in love with him. I was like, oh my god, he's awesome. And then after he just and surprisingly, he came and stuff before that actually as well. He was in. Uh, LA Confidential that's kind of when he when he came for like the, he was like in the movie for the first time and he was like with Kevin Spacey and all these people you know like uh, I think George Lucas is the one that made that uh, no sorry never mind that was not George Lucas but that was Wait. Curtis Hansen <laughs> whoever uh-huh. basically it was Russell Crowe Crow, like they, they had like a good group of actors in that movie and mm-hmm. like that was way back and obviously over time he kind of started coming into uh, he came into The Mentalist which was like which was huge yeah. and then after that he just kind of just dropped off i'm sure he made like a lot of money out of the mentalist but it just it just it just sucks that i didn't see him in anything else after he's got a few it looks like he's he's got a few movies after then something called breath yeah but you can tell like it's like it's like a movie that like someone like just shot on their iphone and put on youtube like it's not like i didn't know that he was in uh the devil wears prada yeah same (laughs) i did not know that but see, this is the thing, right? Like, it happens after a while. Like, it's just they sort of fade away. But if all, if the ones they've had a pretty decent stint, they don't need to come back again. Yeah. And honestly, I think it just depends on the actor and the opportunity that they're taking. Yeah. Because I, I feel like so many people, you see the opposite. I mean, like, The Rock is a perfect example of someone who was in uh, wrestling. And he was, like, yeah. nowhere near acting he would just come and stuff here and there but he took those opportunities and went with it right and mm. same with brian cranston brian cranston didn't reach the level he that where he is at now until he was in his like his 40s yeah. it was like when he did breaking bad and that just kind of elevated him to like another level but that was the thing he was like in stuff malcolm in the middle stuff like that right he was just kind of doing small stuff here and there and he was malcolm in the middle was pretty big but malcolm in the middle was pretty big but also we didn't realize how good like his serious actor chops were i guess exactly he just got put as a comedic actor yeah i mean i i think i think you probably kind of said it perfectly because it might not be necessarily a thing of him not wanting to do stuff it's probably like stuff happening in his life that took him away you know he went through a separation i think it says that they're separated right now so i I'm probably going through all that he's like you know what i'm making a lot of money he does like a lot of modeling stuff so he's like you know what i'm yeah. good <laughs> yeah like i'm looking at like but even with uh brian Ken cranston when i was trying to figure out was when did he? Because he, I was, I was rewatching Argo the other day. I don't know why I felt like rewatching Argo. Yeah. But um, I never, I never realized that Brian Creston was in there as well. Yeah. Because that was kind of the time when he started coming into in movies, like after Breaking Bad, and then people are like, "Wait a second, he's actually a pretty good movie actor too." Right. I mean, he's I think so the perfect good. one of the perfect examples actually is um, is John Hamm. John Hamm is like a person yeah. who. Always was like you know like you would you would assume that he would do well but like he was always in like small small stuff here and there, uh, yeah. he was in like in like a couple of shows that didn't really take off, and then it was it was Mad Men in like two thousand and seven, that like yeah. you know yeah. kind of pushed him and and then now he, like you know like in two thousand seven, like he was uh, thirty six years old right so it's like it's not like you know like it, obviously it's not that he wasn't coming in stuff before but that's kind of when John Hamm became John Hamm that we know now. Yeah, yeah, but like even even when you look at these actors, a lot of times you they do get stereotyped in one sort of genre and they try to push themselves out. And like yeah. John Hamm, if you remember, he was in Good Omens as well. Yeah, in a in a fairly like meant to be serious but comedic role, if that makes yeah. any sense. So he has to be straight faced while he, while he's the person everybody's laughing at, and it was it was such a good job. You forget how good of an actor he is, and exactly. And I know this comes back to what I was saying last time when we were talking about Tenet. I'm amazingly impressed at how good of an actor Robert Pattinson is. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for I, what he does in Batman. I think he's another person who's been discounted for years. By me as well. I will fully take that on board. <laughs> but I mean, like Batman. Twilight. 
Batman looks pretty good, and like I, I feel like I can start with this uh, immediately because I was so happy to be able to watch this. It was the the Suicide oh. Squad. It got like amazing reviews. Ooh. James Gunn. It was it was awesome. It was this was what I think the first Suicide Squad was supposed to be, like this kind of wacky Guardians of the Galaxy for <laughs> D, for DC. This is literally I think what they were trying to do with initially, but they went a very serious route, and then they realized we gotta make it like a little bit more comedic. So they added like a couple of like comedy scenes, but that it just was okay no, at that point. And even the, like, the villain, whatever her name was, Enchantress or whatever, she was really weird. Yeah, look, I'm not gonna like talk about the villain in this one. But like, let's just say, no. like, it's not. It's it's very much Guardians of the Galaxy in the sense of, like, don't expect it to be like the Joker or something like that, you know. Yeah. But like, the thing is, it still works. It still like works with. It's very James what, Gunn. Exactly, it's very James Gunn. You're gonna have a good time. I think James Gunn did mention in an interview recently that he was leaning towards maybe making Superman the villain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then in the end, he obviously decided. But how this, would that work? Way. Like, are we talking about Snyder Wars Superman being the villain? Like, is that what we were talking? What, so, what so the Suicide happen? Squad is supposed to be part of the DC Extended Universe, from my understanding. So, but the Snyder Wars isn't any more. So, like the, so the only way Superman would be the villain if it was an extension of Sp- Snyder Wars, right? Like, not the uh, Joss Whedon Wars. <laughs> So I don't think if I don't know if DC or like or or Warner Brothers counts the Snyder cut part or Snyder cut version. Yeah, I don't think they do. As, yeah. Right. So I think the Joss Whedon version they counted there. So obviously Superman is there, Henry Cable is there, and everything like that. But he's which not is, a bad which is, guy. Which is exactly I think the idea is that in this one they would do like almost like a different timeline or maybe like you know how in DC universe there's like a different Earth, which is what they're gonna do with the Flash movies, uh, the Flash yeah. movie. So it's kind of like they might take that approach because there are versions of Superman that are bad, like yeah. in comic books and injustice, stuff like that, where he, it's not a spoiler. This is like comic book stuff. Like you yeah, can read yeah. it online. Basically when Superman loses Lois to the Joker, I think there was one, oh, yeah, it was the a Joker, Joker that the Joker kills Lois and that kind of makes Superman lose control. And he gets mm-hmm. to this point of like how everything needs to be either good or bad. He's like, if you do, if you make mis- one mistake, you're done. Like he's like, like laser eyes you and you're done. Oh. So like that was, and that was like a version of Superman. And like, again, like it was like a whole moral thing of like him having a conversation with Batman being like, like, you know, what do you like, like you, you can put me up, you can put me away and these bad people keep coming and they'll keep hurting people. You know, yeah. you need people like him. And it was like a really cool like concept, but I can see that Superman being a villain in this, but they didn't do that obviously. Well, you know, it would have been a good concept and it would have weirdly, I mean, if it would have happened, it would have in retrospect legitimized Snyderverse in a weird, weird way. But um, I'm glad they kept it separate because there's going to be enough of a fight in that area. Like, we don't even know if Zack Snyder wants to come back and deal with these people anymore. Like, I know uh, the whole thing was in the news again because Ray Fisher has come out to say that for me to be placed Cyborg again, I'm going to need an apology from all the executives at Warner Brothers. Yeah, which he's not going to do. He's not He's not going to get, unfortunately. Like, I mean, I'd, I'd be massively surprised if he gets it. Because if they haven't come out so far to agree to what he's saying, like, they're not going to do it. Exactly. Him right. apologizing is basically agreeing that, yeah, like, we, we did do all we this. So, like, yeah. they're not, they're not going to do that. But I think, like, either way, like, it just seemed like the Justice League thing, they they did mention, I, I forgot where it was, but I think maybe it was on the Warner Brothers side, they did mention that a Justice League movie is going to be made, but it is, like, obviously a few years away. I think they learned their lesson after the first one that maybe Thanks, let's flesh right. out Aquaman, Flash, Wonder Woman, stuff yeah. like that. Maybe finally have another Superman movie. We'll see what they do with Batman. I have no clue what they're going to do with Batman. Like, they really need to use Ben Affleck. Like, I don't know whether you said it on this podcast or it was offline, but He's in the best shape of his life. Yeah, no, I, I remember talking about this because I saw a photo of him with like Jennifer Lopez and I was like, ah. damn, look, he, he's looking good. Like, what is happening? Like, can we keep him, please? Honestly, it just depends on like, I think we, I think if Ben Affleck is given full like creative freedom in terms yeah. of like how he wants to approach the character in terms of maybe even the writing and everything like that, I can easily see him taking over. So I think I it is, think... This, this Batman thing is real confusing because technically this Batman thing was supposed to be Ben Affleck's Batman's movie. Yeah, yeah. And then they brought Rod Pattinson. But then they're like, this is not part of the universe. So it's like, yeah. what the hell happened? Like, what's well, happening? Well, first thing they brought Matt Reeves in because Ben Affleck was like, I can't act and direct. 
Then Matt Reeves came in and Ben Affleck didn't agree with his vision and he walked out. Yeah. And then we've got now another universe. Like we've got Joker in another universe. We've got, you know, Robert Pattinson's Batman in another universe. Um, I would rather they keep for the Justice League, they keep one universe, which is Ben Affleck's Batman. But they'll yeah. have to be better at it. Like I'm I'm happy to keep my brain straight on these three universes as l- as long as they sort of keep the, the band together. Like, if you keep changing people out, it doesn't work. The reason exactly. we stuck with Marvel for 10 years is because all the actors in Marvel are stuck there. Yeah. So, That's something, like, like I'm, I'm, I'm so confused, like, why they haven't taken advantage of the fact that, like, it's like, it's like if Marvel wasn't making a Spider-Man movie. Like, yeah. Spider-Man is arguably the most popular superhero on this planet, aside for Batman, aside from Batman. And yeah. I'm like... You have like one of the most popular. You have like the the superhero the the yeah. You have like the superhero that basically started this whole film comic book film trend. Like yeah. way back in the eighties, Batman was a thing. After that, it was you know Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer. Even though people like make fun of it, Val Kilmer stuff still did really well. George Clooney, forget about that. Mm-hmm. But then Christian Bale, right? Like that's when it it elevated to like this billion dollar status where it was making billions of dollars of, of like this this like Batman movie superhero movie yeah. was making so much money. And I'm like, you have this, and instead of making a Batman movie, you're like, let's do Batman with Superman. Let's put him in Justice League. Let's figure. Let's do this weird Batman movie with with Ron Patterson, which I'm sure will be great. But I'm like, why? Why did you push it for like this it, long? You know, it'll be great, but don't. Yeah, exactly. Like, it comes back to being coherent, isn't it? Um, I'm actually very excited about uh, Shang Chi because that's coming out now, isn't it? Or early September. September. Yeah. Um, I'm really, really hoping theaters are open again because I really want to go watch it. Mm-hmm. That's probably the first Marvel movie I've been excited about for like more than a year. I don't think you will be able to see it, unfortunately, just because of the current situation in Australia. But it um, is, I remember they said it was in the theaters and 45 days later or 30 days later, it will be on Disney Plus, yes. right? Yes. It was something like days. that. 45 days. 45 days, yeah. So, I, so I, did okay, you so hear? Like, apparently, did you hear about Disney CEO and like how Samuel kind of got a little annoyed at the Disney oh, CEO? I, I heard bits and pieces. What's the actual? Ba- uh, basically, uh, I, I, the idea was that what he said was this is like an experiment that they're trying out this whole theater release, and then thirty to forty five days later they put it on Disney Plus, and Samuel kind of came out being like, "We're not an ex- this. Is, we're not an experiment. You know, we're like this is like a vision and everything like that. So, with that, I, I do understand from his perspective. At the same time, for the Disney CEOs, I'm like, okay, like the Disney CEO is obviously talking about it in a, in a business way of like, like, yeah, we're trying to start, we're going to release it in the theaters and then bring a Disney Plus. So, but I can see like, you know, all sides are a little charged up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, that's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I feel like Disney has a PR problem. They have somebody who needs to tell them how to word these things better. Yeah. Um. Just to make sure it's very clear. So, so what you're telling me is this. So it's it's going to the theater. Forty five days later, it'll be free of cost on Disney Plus. That's what. Yeah. That's what right? I understand. Yeah. Uh, compared to Black Video, which released at the same time, but Black Video Widow will not be there free for another three months. And it was premier access. Black Widow. And it was so it's only premier access. So isn't isn't CBLU being shortchanged? No, I mean that that's the thing, right? I think that's kind of what he hinted or he kind of brought up was that like wait i i get okay look black widow sky johansson different than simu liu who has mainly done kim's convenience right yeah i get it but it's still a disney product and stuff like that it's still a marvel product so it's yeah. like wait like for her you're like yeah we'll release on theaters but if you do want to watch on disney plus you gotta pay us this premium money yeah. whereas for for them they're like it's gonna come out in theaters but if you don't want to watch it in theaters don't worry it'll be on disney plus for free you don't have to pay anything so i i get from his part he's like Wait, what? Like, I thought yeah. we're, I thought we we're a family. Like, what's happening? Yeah. But the thing is, n- nobody's stopping them from releasing it on, at, at Premier Access in all the countries where theaters are not open. For example, in Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might not pay 30 bucks for it, but there might be people who do, and they might get a decent revenue out of it. Yeah. Not that I want to give Disney any business advice, but you know what I'm saying. But, yeah, I mean, they are... Did you hear that? I, mean, I got a notification. They are bumping up the price by $2, I think. Uh, um, which is kind of what streaming services do. That's like the yeah. I mean, I need to they, take stock of how many streaming services we have. Yeah, because like Netflix, the, Netflix uh, actually that way. Even though people say a lot of crap about Netflix, Netflix yeah. was a, a, one of the companies that actually stuck with its price for a very long time. Yeah, 
yeah. and then they finally like upped it. Okay. Whereas Disney Plus has only been in the market for like two years or so, and they're already like upping yeah. the price. So, but also with uh, with Netflix, uh, my my biggest thing is that I always see them put so much new content on. Yeah old content new content like there's always so much to go on but uh prime is slow to get there um, prime is secondary if you think about it prime yeah. is like yeah you need amazon prime for your deliveries uh, here you go you know here's some tv shows and movies and stuff they have some good stuff like supernatural is good because i'm like going back and watching the like, boys supernatural <laughs> I mean, now. the boys is like the, the biggest boys, of course i mean they've got some good stuff over the thing but i, I think i i just i just get impressed by the decisions Netflix makes about what to take off and what to put on, if that makes any yeah. sense. So I saw uh, this movie last night because I was I was I was going around going I don't know what what to watch, and I remember really loving this movie back when I was in school because I think this came out in nineteen ninety seven, and it's called Wag the Dog. Okay, I've never Robert heard of De Niro, this. Justin Ho- uh, Dustin Hoffman. Uh, and effectively, what the movie is that. 11 days out of the election, before the election, the president gets caught in a in a sex scandal mm-hmm. uh, because um, uh, one of the, the girl troop type people who visits uh, accuses him of something. And then for 11 days, they, they stage all of this extra stuff to divert attention elsewhere. It is such a realistic portrayal of politics and yeah. also at how quickly we look away from the actual issue to what they throw at our faces. It is hilarious. It shouldn't be funny because it's it's horrible, but it's yeah. hilarious. I guess it's one of those things where it's more applicable now than ever, right? So I feel like some of these movies, it's like just timeless. You realize that when someone did something exactly. like way back and you watch it like now, you're like, oh my God, what the hell? <laughs> Exactly. No, and then I was reading up about this as well because apparently right after this movie came out is when the President Clinton scandal sort of exploded. With, with oh my God. <laughs> and it was, it's crazy. Like when you watch this and you realize how many times governments have done this in the past, it's ridiculous. And uh, definitely see if you've got it on your Netflix because I'm sure you must have yeah. been very young for you to watch it at the time. But I, I was like um, five. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But I, I think it's definitely worth a watch. Like, I, I, it's, it's even more poignant now that we're old enough to understand the context of it all. Yeah. Than just you know laughing at cheap jokes. I know. I feel like that's like a thing that I was wanting to go through. Like, is, there's so many movies that I would watch. Like, if you were watching it or mom was watching it, and yeah. then I would like not understand what's happening. But I'm like, I'm sure if I watch it now, I can. I'll realize like you know it's actually a good movie or a good something so i was yeah, kind, yeah. Of, kind of fine like if i see something if i see like a trailer or like if i see a poster on netflix and i'm like oh i remember like seeing that and not understanding what it is i'm like i just want to turn it on just to see i'm like okay maybe it's actually pretty good now yeah no and that's that's what it is like i think that's why I, I it was partially nostalgia but i was like i need to i want to re-watch it to see what it sounds like and it, it hit a lot differently now that i'm an adult <laughs> But, yeah. but this is what I was talking about. Like, I like how Netflix goes into weird, you know, archives and finds all of these things as well. Yeah. And it helps us sort of get that, uh, you know, that extra thing to watch. Yeah. Um, in saying that, I also did watch another Netflix movie, Vivo. That is the... Lin that's Man the animated Miranda one, right? One. Yeah, yeah, the animated yeah. one that yeah. with Lin-Manuel Miranda. And Gloria Estefan, that was amazing. And he wrote it, right? He wrote it. He's yeah. uh, he's he plays the main character. Uh, it was really good. Like I was very impressed, and I'm sick of seeing reviews about, oh, Lin Manuel Miranda gets uh, gets overshadowed by by Hamilton. Well, no, you're the one who's comparing it to Hamilton. This yeah, is I'm his pretty style. sure. Why this would he mind? Style. But why would he yeah. mind being overshadowed by Hamilton? That's his thing. Like yeah. he's, he's like, okay, yeah. whatever. It's but my own also, thing. This is his style. Like you realize how, how much of his style is part rap, part song. Yeah. And and you kind of get used to it. But like the, the songs are really good. They stick in your head after a while. The animation is great. It's got Michael Rooker in what I think is one of his best characters yet. And I won't tell yeah. you what because you have to watch it. I mean, I feel and... like, I mean, I think it's a known fact, but like he was also in the Suicide Squad, which is awesome. Was he? No way. Yeah. 
I love it. I'm telling you, like, Michael Rooker is having a moment. I loved him in Love and Monsters um, as well recently. I, to- I think I talked about that movie. Yeah, yeah, I've seen um, that. But it was he's just so good. I know. It was weird because I... He was always, like, the person who just saw rant in random stuff. Yeah. He was, yeah. like, a villain or whatever. But he was, like, you know, like, almost like Gary Busey where he was just kind of, like... He was, like a, like, a person in the 80s. And he was kind of forgot about him. And then all of a sudden, I, I remember uh, seeing Walking Dead. That was, like, the first time I, like, saw him, like, after a while. I'm like, oh, Walking Dead, he's Daryl's brother. All the stuff. He had a cool story about him. Again, even that one, he kind of, like, just went. And then it was Guardians of the Galaxy. That's when he started... Yes. When he came in that... All of a sudden, you just start seeing him in like so much stuff. I'm like, oh my god! Like Michael Rooker is like just everywhere now. He's, he's like was, just a nice guy. Like I, I just want to like he he's is. like for me he's like in my mind he's like you know Jason Momoa, Keanu Reeves, but he's like a actor that plays like these really intense bad roles or villain yeah. roles. But in real life, he's like the nicest person ever. Like the one thing I remember, and, and look, this could this could entirely be Marvel's contract, uh, contract pay, contracted thing, but. The fact that he showed up at every Marvel premiere, every Marvel yeah. premiere over the like the since for the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie, um, is amazing. Even after the second Guardians of the Galaxy movie, when he's you know no longer like a part of this, and this is not a spoiler now. If you haven't seen it, you're not gonna watch it. Yeah. Um, he still like rocks up to all the premieres, and I love it. Like he's a part of the yeah. universe, and he's he's such a nice guy, and that's why I loved his character because once I saw him in the credits or whatever, like in the. Because I usually look up IMDb while I'm watching the, a new movie. And I was like, oh, he's there. When is the character coming? When is it coming? And when it came, you're so exciting. Yeah. It's got, actually, it's got uh, Zoe Saldana. Zoe Saldana, yeah. Uh, it's really good. I, I, I've really enjoyed it. Like, I don't, don't, don't give a shit about people who keep talking about uh, uh, Hamilton and all of that stuff. Hamilton's great. This is an animated movie. Uh, it's a different story, and it's a very well done story and a very well written story. What I've noticed now is that Netflix, their animation is like getting to the level of Disney, which is just yeah. Um, so, I mean, they can. I'm sure they're poaching stuff from Pixar oh, they are. and they, they, they bought DreamWorks. This, from, this is a movie. This was a movie that was uh, put together by Sony Pictures. Okay, yeah, Sony's and pretty I think good. That's what that's what Netflix is going around. They might have their own individual things because like, I think Klaus was entirely a Netflix animation, if I'm which not was mistaken, amazing, yeah. which was brilliant. But Netflix is also going around to all the not not affiliated studios, going, "What can we buy off of you? Thank you." Yeah, and just kind of rolling with that. Like they've got to deal with Sony Pictures already for all of this stuff, so that's why all this is coming up here, and it's amazing. I, it's a Netflix film. It, it it honestly shows you that the the direction we've kind of been predicting for a while, and that and the streaming services are because of what happened in the last year have just yeah. reached a level that's like very unprecedented. Because <laughs> Apple is releasing a Mars Scorsese film that's being made for Apple, like it's not it's a movie that's it, it's not like Ooh. Irishman, right? The Irishman was meant for the theaters, and then Netflix bought it because of like they couldn't find a distributor and stuff like that. But like yeah. the for, like Mars Scorsese is, is like a person who was very much like don't watch it on a small screen. Don't do this. Watch it in like, you know, like he was right because yeah, he's like yeah, an yeah. old school, you know, theater person. And he signed a deal with Apple to make a movie with, I think, Leonardo DiCaprio, Brendan Frazier is going to be in it. Aww. And like, so like Brendan Frazier is making a comeback. So like, it's like, you know, like I was like, we reached that point where even Steven Spielberg, I think has signed a, a deal with Apple. Like, I'm just like, okay, like all these big people, like big directors that were yeah. so much about like, you no know, theater experience are like the, the key thing. They're so important. Now that they are shifting towards all this, I'm like, how how long before the theaters just don't exist? Theaters become like this, you know, like almost like the, what do you call it? Like the drive-through, like the drive-ins, right? The drive-ins yeah. is like this antiquated idea of like, yeah, you know what? Let's go on a drive-in. Let's watch a movie. There'll be some random movie playing. How long before cinema has become that? <laughs> I, I, I really hope they don't. Like, I, I, I love the concept of going to the cinemas. I, I love the whole thing. I do think the cinemas will become more like what we're seeing now with Simulio, which is a movies only in theaters for 30, 30 days, 60 days before it makes it onto a streaming service. Yeah. Because they want to reach the most people, right? They, the people who can pay for it will go pay for it. The people who can't pay for it but can only afford a Netflix subscription will then watch it on Netflix. Yeah. And that might be the way to go. But COVID's just made everything a little bit worse at this stage because nobody knows when anything's going to be going to open. Like yeah. Australia, for example, we were all fine in June and suddenly end of June lockdown and yeah. we've not been able to go anywhere since. It's been two months. Exactly. Um, it's, so it's just it's, a crazy world. You just never know. 
that's the problem, right? Yeah, exactly. Right? So I think I want to go back to once the world sort of settles into whatever the new normal is, is when we'll see the actual change, whatever the change may be. Yeah, um, I think like that's the thing. You're, you're, we are seeing that in Canada, at least they are realizing that so many of these, you know, streaming services are taking over. So what they're doing is they're saying that, okay, for $9 per month, we'll, we'll, you can like subscribe to our cinema thing and then you can get like, you'll get like one free movie per month, yeah. which, which is obviously cheaper than what you would spend on a regular movie, of course. But I'm like, yeah. I, I don't know, but like, I'm like, I get what you're trying to do, but for the same amount, I can subscribe to something and I can watch with 10, 15, 20, 100 people in one room <laughs> if possible. Whereas in this case, you're giving it just to me and I have to get another person to subscribe as well. Like I get what they're trying to do, but it's yeah. just, it, it's just not hitting the same way. I think they are, everybody's trying to come up with a strategy because they haven't seen a strategy that's working. Yeah. Because even when in Australia, like things opened up end of last year, for the next six months, while theaters were all, all you know, working and stuff, it wasn't like any big movies were releasing because all big movies had gotten pushed. Yeah. Right? So the six months that we could go anywhere, given Australia is such a small market, they weren't releasing anything here anyways. Yeah. And even then, the level of people going to the theaters was very low. So this is going to continue. You have to get people to get either confidence back or give them another offering. Yeah. The subscription uh, thing, I don't mind. Like, that's not something I've seen here. But the North America has a lot of that. Where you, where you have this, or even UK, I think, where you just pay a monthly thing and you can see as many movies as you'd like in the theater. But see, that makes more sense. In this yeah. case, it's one free movie ticket, right? So that's kind of why I'm just like, I, oh, I get... Exactly, it's just one free movie. Oh, no, I was thinking more of the subscription because I think, was this, it was the UK that, that definitely has it where you pay like a monthly thing or whatever or yearly thing. And then you can, if you go to that theater chain, you can watch, watch as many movies as you like. I mean, that, but that's the thing, right? I must, I'm thinking on a business standpoint, it must be... They must be thinking that in terms of the cost, right? In terms of the cost of it's, preparing the theater, having the people clean it up, leave, all that uh, stuff, concession stands. They're probably like, that's way too expensive for $9.99 per person. <laughs> no, no, but they make their money back from the concession stands. Yeah. That's the only way they're going to make their money back. Because yeah. instead of paying $2 for something at the grocery store, you're paying $10. Yeah. The markup is impressive. Well, and I, th- I think like that's kind of where we see these things what we're seeing with Disney Plus, like ex- like upping their price is once they've locked you in, once this, like, like it's easy to cancel. I'm just going to be, because I, I always read about that, about people are like, oh, they lock you in. It's hard to cancel stuff. It's like, no, like on Apple, stuff like that, it's very easy to cancel anything. They just know yeah. that at that point of time, if they incrementally increase the price, if they say a dollar, two dollars, you're like, whatever, I watch it. I watch it here and they're fine. And then right. next thing you know, in the next five years, it's been up. It's gone up five, ten dollars, and you just didn't realize it because they just keep upping it, right? They just want to lock you in yeah, so they can yeah, keep yeah. upping your price a little bit. But that makes sense. But even like you talk about talk about Disney Plus, initially we were like they're gonna have to keep building it up, but they are like they've got new shows coming, new shows I didn't even know they had in like the new Turner and Hooch show, for example. Who knew? Um, that's on my list to watch. Did you know Disney Plus has eighteen seasons of Air Crash Investigations? Oh my god! That is where I wasted so much of my time in the last. Couple I've been of watching Boss Burgers on Disney Plus. I love that show. Oh, I've never seen that. That's actually a good show. If you like Family Guy and stuff like that, it's not like like Family Guy kind of like crazy, yeah. but it's it's pretty good. It's pretty funny. Okay, no, I gotta watch that. I, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, you get distracted by stuff like Air Crash Investigations. Remember how much we liked it at at one point, but it was so hard to find all the seasons together. Yeah. And they've now released all of it here. Is it because they deal with Nat Geo or this? No, yeah, Nat Geo, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of those things. Because uh, this is a Canadian show, but it is something on that. One of those uh, things, I think. Yeah, because I, I think I was mistaking Warner Brothers with Discovery because that was a deal that they made. That, that was a merger. That was that Discovery. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was Warner Brothers. See, there's so many of these happening, right? Uh, but yeah. What else have you been watching? Uh, I mean, other than that, I watched pig uh which is nicholas cage's return to form nicholas cage oh, is officially back what's like, it about what it is about a person who's like like a hermit or like someone just like just lives out in the woods and he has yeah. his pig and it's a truffle a truffle pig and the you know pig helps him get truffles and then he sells it to uh restaurants okay. and the pig gets taken away and then that's the and then he's just oh. got, goes on a mission to get the pig back 
Well, like, John thing, Wick, but for a pig, not a dog. But it's not even, it's not even John, but that's the thing, it's not even John Wick. It's like, it's, it's, a, I like, I'm not good, because that's the thing, like, I didn't know so much about it, and that made the, the, the made the experience so much better. Yeah. But, like, Nicolas Cage is amazing. I think, I, I, I think after this, people have realized it, he's realized it, and I think hopefully studios and everything have realized it as well, because I can easily see this being his Breaking Bad, or his yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy, like, or, you know, like, or his, his Kim's Convenience, even though this is Nicolas Cage, like, he's already done everything, he's won an Oscar, like, uh, he obviously had a dip after a while, after having all yeah. these money troubles and everything, but, like, now, like, he's slowly made his way back, like, I can see this being, like, it, on this day, August 18th, I'm saying it, like, the pig <laughs> is, the pig is, like, what is gonna bring Nicolas Cage back, when we're gonna be seeing him, like, in everything, every big thing possible now. Seriously, I gotta, I gotta watch it. But see, I don't even know about this movie. Yeah, it's, they've just not talked about it at all here. I'm assuming, I'm assuming it's in the theaters. It's like a limited, like theater kind of a thing. But I think you can get like you can like rent it and stuff like that okay. as well. Uh, but like it, it got picked up mainly because of the reviews. Like it was like yeah. kind of same as Suicide Squad. It was getting like really really high Rotten Tomato reviews. People were just like loving it. Yeah, and like it was just a good story, and it was like such a good. Like just the acting and everything was just so good that when you saw this Nicolas Cage, you're like, wow, this is this was a Nicolas yeah. Cage that we all knew from way back before he went all you know celebrity Crazy. Nicolas Cage on us. Well, you know, I mean, I, I still I still stand by the National Treasure movies, no matter what people say. He, they, I think they were making a new one, right? But then obviously yes. Nicolas Cage, like he kind oh. of had his whole like issues and stuff. So I can see now being the time when Disney says, yeah, you know what, Nicolas Cage is back. In the good graces of everyone, let's bring it back. Well, I, I love it. Like I like I like uh, stories like this. Like, it's good to see them back. It's good to see them in the same groove. I mean, similarly, another wholesome thing is like I was mentioning Brendan Fraser, right? Like I know. he was also someone that was like he was so popular at one time. Yeah, like he was like ninety nineties or like yeah ninety nineties like yeah. Kevin Hart in a way, even though yeah. he was a, he's yeah. not really a comedian, but he was coming in everything. He was in the Mummy series, like it was huge, and then obviously he had a dip, you know. Yeah. Obviously, a lot of people know about the story. Like, people can look it up. Like, he was, yeah. you know, uh, had uh, was sexually assaulted by a, a producer or someone in the mm-hmm. Hollywood industry. And that yeah. resulted in, in which is Just crazy to think about, that, that resulted yeah. in him being blacklisted and from, yeah. from a lot of, like, big opportunities. But I'm so yeah. glad that he didn't give up. You know, he went through depression. He went through so much. He came back in Doom Patrol, which is amazing. Which I is, know. I think... I think when I saw him in Doom Patrol, I was so excited. I'm like, oh my God, Brandon Fraser is back. Yes. And he was he was in another movie, another TV show with Don Sutherland, which was really great. He was in an Indian movie, uh, which I haven't watched, but he was in a Bollywood movie. He was in a Bollywood oh, movie? Yeah, it was, I forgot the name, but wow. he was in a Bollywood movie as well. And then now he's obviously back in Doom Patrol season three. Or season I am two. so yeah, excited for him. Like, I love the memes on every social media now. About yeah. Brendan Fraser, like I'm loving them so much because it's such so nice to see something nice. Exactly. That's it. Just something nice. The, the and the thing is, like you know, Brendan Fraser, like people, like I know, like he was like a heartthrob and 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 stuff like that, right? But people don't realize like what he went through caused him so much pain and suffering, and like you know, not even only being having been treated in the industry like that, then being blacklisted. And then, you know, yeah. kind of going through all that. So, you know, he was, he just, he, like, he just went through, like, so much, like, hell. And then yeah. to see him now coming and he's in the movie, the movie's called Killers of the Flower Moon. This is the Mark Scorsese film that's going to come out on Apple TV. So he's in there with Leonardo DiCaprio, he, with Robert De Niro, Mark Scorsese directing. This is Baron Frazier back in, like, a movie like that. He's in another movie called The Whale uh, being directed as a lead in, in the movie called The Whale, directed by Darren Aronofsky, Aronofsky, the guy that made Black Swan, oh. uh, he made Mother, you know, like all those like big movies that, you know, one have one Oscars. He's in a lead with this movie. Like, just to yeah, know yeah, that yeah. I'm like, Brendan Fraser is like such a good actor that I'm just so happy that he's finally coming back now. Oh, and I found the, the Indian movie you were talking about, Line yeah. of Descent. That I know, exactly. Like, crazy. That's the thing, right? Like, it was, it was just so cool that he's just coming in stuff like this, right? And it just made me so happy that like, and and like I have still, I still have like that video saved somewhere about how someone like told him that the entire internet is behind you and like yeah. your comeback and he like he nearly teared up and I was like it just shows you you know he's just like such a genuine person like he you I... know like at, at the same level as like Jason Momoa, Keanu Reeves, you know Michael Rooker yeah. he's just such a genuine person 
that he just went through so much hardship but never gave up like he still kept going you know put on a smile and everything like that and exactly. you know now like he's finally coming back and like you know the fact that he didn't realize that all of us everyone was behind him just you know it just makes it so much more wholesome no i just love it like i i love i love seeing him back like people yeah. like this it just it's it's a good news story in in amid all of this stuff no exactly i'm just so happy like he's you know finally coming back and i'm i'm so excited to see him in a mark scorsese film you know with Robert De Niro loved like Leonardo DiCaprio like it's crazy like Brendan Fraser in that yeah. movie like I'm just I'm yes. hoping that Nick Cage gets to that point as well like Nick Cage is slowly getting there I was hoping that next movie comes out he's you know at that same level yeah I think that I think he would I'm I'm, I'm keeping like, well uh, it's good to hear that like I'll keep an eye out for this movie the problem with Australia is we're always a bit behind yeah uh in, in trying to get these things so hopefully if it's not in the theaters well theaters are gonna sort of sort of not gonna happen at the moment anyways It'll be on some sort of video on demand. Yeah, I, I think actually, you know, with the last five minutes, I, I know that you mentioned you kind of wrote this on the on a Google Docs. We can quickly talk about like releases that we're yes. most excited for. So, like, well, I guess like your top three, your top three movies that you're most excited well, for for the rest of the. Well, year. I wanted I wanted to do it two ways. I wanted to talk about movies, but I also want to talk about music because we haven't done this in a while. And yeah. we, we 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 try all these new songs and stuff all the time, but I feel like we should like introduce them to more people. Yeah. So let's do movie. So for me, I'm ex- I'm really excited about Shang Chi. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Definitely. Um, what other movies are coming out? See, this is the problem. And I'm bringing exactly like because of everything that's happening in the world right now, yeah. it's so hard to know what's coming out. Isn't yeah. Matrix coming out this year? Oh, is it? Let's and Spider Man too, right? Spider Man, the new one. Um, let's start with three. No, I think that's next year. No, no, Spider-Man 3, 100% is coming out this year. Is it? No. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Venom as well. Venom. I'm excited for Venom. I am very Okay, excited. wait, I'm just, you know what? I'm just going to quickly run through. We're in August right now. Yes. So there's nothing, yeah, nothing coming out in August other than Candyman, which I'm pretty excited for. Okay. Um, Shang-Chi in September. Cinderella in September? What the hell? Um, Cinderella? I'm just going to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Queen Pins. Okay, no, I'm just. I'm just I look, I'm, I know that's obviously good movies. I'm just quickly going to movies that we'll probably know about. Okay. Um, let's see. Prisoners of Ghostland. What is that? No, that's something else. Yeah, I think Shang Chi is the only one. I'm, 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 I'm just being honest here. Like Shang Chi seems to be the, the only big one that's coming out in September. So I yes. guess that's obviously one um, that we're going to be looking uh, the, out for. The Daniel, the the Bond movie, No Time to Die. Is that in September? Uh, October. Okay, okay. October. Oh, yeah. So, okay. I'm in mean, October. Venom is coming out. No Time to Die. Yes. Dune. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot about Dune. Uh, French Dispatch, which I'm pretty excited about. It's a Wes Anderson film. Uh-huh. Jackass Forever. That's going to be pretty fun. Oh. November is Eternals. Yeah, yeah. Um, Ghostbusters Afterlife in November. Oh, my God. I'm pretty excited for that. Uh, home Sweet Home Alone. What the hell? It's a new one? Top Gun. Top Gun is coming out. Oh, yeah. Top Gun King Richard with Will Smith. Whoa. House of Gucci. House of, uh, I don't like, know about that. Spider-Man No Way Home, you're right, December 17th. And, and fourth Matrix film in, in December too. And The Kingsman. Actually, the, the Kingsman. That, I need to watch that. I've watched the other movies so many times. Okay, so if you had to choose only three, I think we'll do only three. This is not good. Okay. Dude, absolutely. absolutely. That's understandable. Like, I, I love the book. I really, really want to see it on screen, and I really hope they don't screw it up. And also, Timothy Chalamet is great, and Oscar Isaac is Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to go with Kingsman, just because I love the series so much. Yeah, I feel like this one will be pretty good, because this is a prequel, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. how the whole thing came about. And you've got you've got Ralph Fiennes, and you've got like Aaron Taylor Johnson. Like it's gonna be awesome. Um, and oh, I'm going between. You know what? Top Gun Maverick. I want to see. Yeah. It. That's it. Like yeah. I mean, look, everybody knows we like Venom, and we'll we'll watch all of the Spider-Man movies. But Top Gun, like hello. Yeah. I think. Oh crap! Red Notice is coming out in in uh, in November as well. That's the one with Dwayne Johnson, Gal Gadot, and Ryan Reynolds. Oh, it's like a comedy. Yeah, but it's a it's a Netflix yeah. movie. 
Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like that's like something I'll watch like probably next year. <laughs> It'll come out in November, but I'll probably wait until like I have nothing else to watch. <laughs> okay, right, what are your me... top three? Uh, number one, definitely Matrix. Matrix Four. Yeah. I'm just oh, so yeah. excited cool. for that. Uh, like, there's no way that I'm not gonna be paying attention to that one. Um, the other one, I, I remember I just had it. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh my god! Because this is an actual sequel. Like this is an yeah, actual like sequel to the. I don't know. Film. Like I, I kind of still take it personally that they went this route after they already had a movie, and they they bought into all the criticism, and I don't like. Well, it. the problem was that it was it wasn't like anything to do with the actors and everything like that. The writing was just not good. I just yeah. don't get why they didn't. It, they obviously didn't like. No, okay, look, Paul Feig. I think Paul Feig is the one that. Did Paul the, Feig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like he's great. But, like, the writing was not good. That was a problem. It wasn't any issue with any of the things surrounding that people get mad about. The writing yeah. was bad. And I'm more than happy if they say, okay, you know what? Let's make a sequel for that. Let's try to push that at least. Right. right. And try. But they just need a good writer behind this. No, no, I'll, I'll buy that. Like, I agree. The story wasn't great. But I, I, it feels like the reaction was the reaction to all of people's criticisms. Not, yeah. not about the writing. Like, if that makes any sense. Like, if it was about the writing, then you can make it better. Okay, yeah, what's I number three? What's my number, number three, three is Venom, for sure. Venom. Ah, I'm so excited yes. for Venom. Because, look, I like <laughs> Spider-Man. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I like, I'm excited for Shang-Chi, Eternals, all that stuff. Yeah. But, like, yeah. I don't know. There's something. Venom is, like, my kind of, like, movie when it comes to Marvel stuff. Like, I'm yeah. with Marvel, I just need I just need a second. I need, like, yes. And I'm glad that for a while we're not giving a lot of Marvel movies. I need a second and to just take a break from them. Yeah. And Venom is, like, that non-Marvel Marvel movie, which I like. <laughs> And the, the TV shows on Disney Plus have given us only so much of a break, you know, between Loki and everything. It's given us some sort of a, a, a breather uh, with What If, which I haven't started watching yet. Uh, I know. That'll be I a different that one. Too. So I need to watch that. Hopefully we'll talk about that next time. Wait, uh, is Disney Plus, what's coming up? Wait, uh, how, how have I not seen this? Because I'm sure Disney Plus has like what Obi-Wan coming out this year, right? Because there's year? no way, I, I Disney Plus was doing a really good job of like, there's always something coming out this year, like every week. Oh. So that's kind of why I was like, wait a second, like there's like a Disney Plus is not just kind of being left outside like this. Oh, well, that's not bad. Like, I like that. That could be fun. Yeah, they have like Star Wars Visions coming out, which is like their, like this Japanese samurai version of Star Wars, which looks amazing, which I'm pretty excited about. They do all this with Star Wars in the TV universe, but they can't seem to diversify in the movies. Yeah, <laughs> do that makes any sense? Like, well, no, they are, are now, right? The same thing. There's a there's a Star Wars skit in the Moth Effect, which is hilarious. Oh, and I won't say anything about it, but you have to watch it, and oh, it's so true it. that you'll laugh like crazy. I love to watch yeah. it. Okay, quickly, music in terms of any music oh. that you're excited about. Well, uh, I'll 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 talk about a few songs that I've been like playing on repeat. One is 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 uh, Sound the Alarm. It features Rivers Cuomo, so it's got the Knox, Weezer, uh, Royals. There's a few people in there, which is really great. Uh huh. Um, the other one is a song called Could Have Been Me by the Struts. Oh yeah, the Struts. I I like them. Yeah, like it's it's so different. It's amazing. And finally, and because you all, everybody needs something nice and happy at this stage. It's called Nice and Easy by American Authors and Mark McGrath. That sounds pretty nice, actually. I love American Authors because they have some like really cool acoustic uh, versions of the songs, which I really like. And they, they have an acoustic version of this song as well. And okay. I was so excited because Mark McGrath is the lead vocalist of Sugar Ray. So like, it was, I loved it. Like, it was pretty much playing on repeat, especially when you're locked in. Like, it's such a nice song to have. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm just like looking at my like like songs, like music and stuff like that. Yeah. I feel like right now there's like, I, I'm just listening over the place based on what my Discover thing yeah, uh, yeah, pops yeah. up on my thing. Yeah. And uh, Bishop Briggs, her song Champion is really good. It like really pumps oh, me up. Oh, I love Bishop Briggs. Yeah, like she has some good, like really, really good stuff. There was, um, there's also Greta Van Fleet, which is like mm-hmm. a mm-hmm. 2021 band, but like they play like as if it's like in the 70s or 80s and they actually have really, really good music. It's kind of like almost like harkening back to like Led Zeppelin and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah or like yeah. even like uh, Rolling Stones. Um, they're really good. Look, I have Imagine Dragons on here. I know people like, like, like to hit on them. them. Yeah, exactly. Like I enjoy them. Yeah. Um, I love Nickelback too. I'll say it loud and proud. Yeah. And uh, otherwise, <laughs> I have. Uh, there's also Paul McCartney, like his new album came out. 
like this year oh. and they had like he has like some cool remixes so like those are like the main three things that i feel like i've been listening I've, to like a lot i've been i need to look up the bishop briggs one as well yeah bishop um, briggs is I really was, good i've been meaning to mention it to you because you're a metallica fan but there's a new version of nothing else matters yeah done by miley cyrus yeah <laughs> elton john uh, Yo Yo Ma and like okay it doesn't sound horrible but it I can't help but make the connection in my brain in the same album there is a song because it was like basically it's the anniversary of the Black Album which is like Metallica's like greatest yeah. album uh, based on sales and everything like that and there's a song I think it's called, uh, I think it's either Enter Sandman or another one but one of them or Wherever I May Roam and it's, it's like a bunch of artists doing it and one of them is actually a very famous Indian artist who is also in it which is like so i don't know how this exactly works like the i think it's a i think the thing is called the the blacklist something like that the metallica blacklist and basically i think the idea is that metallica reaches out or like how how it works is like artists Mm -hmm. that are big fans of metallica like there's like some coordination that happens so they have to know about each other in a sense like that's like my understanding cool um and it's i think the song the song is called the unforgiven and the person is called vishal dadlani that name yeah okay, so like he look up the album so it's, it's called a, it's called like metallica the metallica blacklist and like it's really cool and like i, I have it on my okay. my spotify thing i listen to it quite okay. a bit okay i need to i need to go watch the whole thing I, i've been meaning to sound i need i have been meaning to mention this song to you because i know how big a fan of metallica you are yeah but that's great i'll go check out the album absolutely no you, you'll you won't be you won't be disappointed because it is <laughs> like especially like the nothing else matters stuff uh, like the what do you call like even um, into Sandman, uh, don't yes. tread on me. Like there's some like really really cool versions in that. Yeah. In that uh, like Weezer list. did a Weezer was on the Into Sandman one, yeah. and I heard that as well. Like I'm loving Weezer at the moment. Like I just oh, yeah. can't get over um, how amazing they are, and I can't get over that I still miss seeing them in concert last year because of COVID. But, yeah, because you don't uh, see Weezer and uh, Green Day. So Fall that would have been a pretty, and Green Day. Yeah, that would have been pretty. The I know, and I feel like I'm not gonna say like they'll never get back together or something like that. All three, but it's gonna be it's a tough it's a tough well, thing to get all the, three. They're doing the hell of a They did it all across like Europe and stuff this year. So the fact that they canceled it instead of rescheduling it just tells you that they don't want to go through the pain yet. They might yeah. do it at some point in the future. I know, like in Canada, they're planning to like artists supposed to come start coming uh, for concerts and stuff in in September. Yes. So. You know, at least in Canada, is is starting up. I'm hoping that it may be wow. in Australia as well, or maybe we'll just have to make a trip well, here. We weren't having concerts, but I had tickets to a podcast show, uh, the Dollop, here in Australia in October. And yeah. Because of all the lockdowns, that's going to be postponed as well. Yeah. I mean, let's hope. Let's hope. Yeah. You never know. You never know. Perfect. I mean, I think we can leave it there. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. We have some cool things to look forward to. Thank you, everyone, for joining. Really means a lot. Please email us at. Fresh off the screen podcast at gmail.com. That's fresh off the screen podcast at gmail.com. I know I've fallen behind when it comes to the YouTube video, so I'll yeah. I'll get back on top of that over time. But of course, if you have any suggestions, anything like that, like let us know and yeah, we'll cover it next time. Thanks so much, Harvey. Right. I'll see you next see time. Ya.